It's time for Monday Night Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 WDWS Champaign-Urbana. Featuring the News Gazette media sports writers, Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, and Scott Ritchie. Delivering the latest insights on the Illini and more. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here are the News Gazette media sports writers and your host, Steve Kelly. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Monday Night Sports Talk. We're with you until 6 o'clock tonight. 356-9397 is the phone number. Matt Daniels is in his usual spot. Scott Ritchie, a week off, huh? Yeah, he uh, had some well-earned vacation time that uh, he uh, likes to remind me of quite often. So, Scott, if you're listening, I hope you're enjoying your uh, your well-deserved vacation. And uh, he'll get back in the swing of things next week, uh, as I've dubbed him during this pandemic, he's a Scott Ritchie news service. So today's uh, today we're lacking a little because he usually comes up with two to three, sometimes four stories a day for us. I hope he's not listening. I hope he I found hope something, something better to do <laughs> on his time off. Bob Osmussen with us on the telephone this week. How you doing, Robert? I'm great. How about you guys? We're hanging in there trying to get through another interesting day in uh, the world of sports. Uh, some baseball games going on. Some are postponed. We've got plenty to talk about on the show tonight. Coming up at 5.30, scheduled to talk to Illini volleyball coach Chris Thomas, see how things are going in his camp as he has his players back on campus, uh, not knowing who they're going to play and when they're going to play. But uh, we'll we'll get his take on things. And uh, I guess one of the big stories, Matt Daniels, is uh, Io and Kofi both uh, receiving invitations to the NBA Combine, if there is one. And where it might be, nobody knows, and nobody knows for sure when it will be or if it will be. That's kind of the state of sports in 2020. They're one of nine players, or two of nine players in the Big Ten that were on that invite list. Yeah, it's it's good news for, for Ayo DeSumo, who's been pretty adamant throughout this whole process ever since he declared in, in April that uh, he was going to stay through the, the process and, and stay keep his name involved there. He, he definitely wants to to play at the next level and, and get a chance at the NBA. And he, I know his draft stock has kind of wavered there in, in the last few months or so, but he's got all all the skills that you think could translate to the professional level. And as we've said numerous times on the show, I, I don't know much how much more he can prove at the college level. Kofi Coburn, a uh, little bit different boat, uh, not as highly thought of in, in some of these mock drafts that are out there, but he's uh, a, a huge part of, of why Illinois basketball was – so good this year and, and the renaissance that they had and uh, he's got a chance to potentially play in the NBA at some point I don't know if it's sooner rather than than later at all but uh, good news for both of them that if a combine does happen and I thought all along before the pandemic broke out that that would be the best opportunity for Al Dasumu to really show teams what he can do in person uh, it's one thing to, to watch him in games and to, to hear him in interviews and, and to get him kind of behind the scenes and that form but uh he's got all the all the skills that you would think could translate to the next level as outside shooting did take a dive uh this past sophomore season but uh a chance to really get to show his stuff in front of the scouts i think would have been very beneficial for him and, and it still may be the case we just don't know when and i think both of those guys 
probably realize they both have a pretty good chance to be making money in the next basketball season, whether or not it's in the NBA or not. And with the way things seem to be happening every day, maybe that is their best move. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we're, we're still trying to figure out if there's going to be a college football season and uh, what that effect may have on uh, the college basketball season. I know several conferences, mainly at the D2 and D3 level across the state today, postpone fall sports and uh, i know you know missouri valley conference schools uh, postponed the the delay they delayed the start of, of several sports football not being one of them they've they're still waiting to make a decision on that but yeah if if they want to make money and, and pursue their professional basketball careers that may be the the choice they make again though it's just the uncertainty of all this is just we don't know when that may happen and that may be their best option though especially if a college basketball season is delayed or heaven forbid ultimately postponed we'll talk more about that as we move along major league baseball is through the first uh, three to four games depending on uh, your schedule but not without problems no they they had two games uh postponed today because of COVID-19 uh the Marlins and, and Orioles and then the the Phillies and the Yankees and not sure what's going to happen with those series uh, the rest of the week and then uh, here in the state of Illinois, the, the White Sox are postponed tonight uh, out in Cleveland, although uh, I believe that's weather-related, although Rick Renteria, their manager, was reported in the last hour that he was not going to be at the game tonight because he had some nasal congestion and a cough this morning, so he's being overly cautious with that. And then the, the Cubs are out in Cincinnati, but uh, they're in a looks like they're going to be in a weather delay and not start at, at 5.30 either. So, yeah, Major League Baseball's uh, kind of the test case, I think, for uh, a lot of sports that aren't in a bubble. Uh, you see the NBA and the NHL, and, and they've had really good reports in, in terms of hardly any positive tests coming out of their little quarantine bubble that they've created. But Major League Baseball's not in, in a bubble. They're, they're traveling across the country. I know they regionalized everything by just – having uh, interleague games and, and playing teams in your own division, but there's still that, that risk of leaving where you're at and, and going someplace else. And uh, Major League Baseball is going to have to sort through this, and, and hopefully it's not the the end of the baseball season because it was kind of nice this weekend to, to watch a few games and, and to put some box scores and back in the paper for the first time in, in quite some time. So let, let's hope that uh, all the, the test results come out favorably for all those infected and that it's not a – a big outbreak uh, throughout baseball at all. Hopefully all the folks that have told you over the past few months that uh, for the lack of the agate page <laughs> and box scores, at least you've got some box scores to put in there. Hopefully they're thanking you now. Not yet. Uh, I'm still <laughs> waiting for that, that first one, but that's okay. Uh, I understand completely. And uh, it was interesting on, on Friday night, uh, you know, we have a 10 o'clock deadline on, on Friday night, so that makes it kind of challenging. So that's why the, there was no Cardinal score in Saturday's paper for any of those of you wondering out there. And um, But Saturday we had a full slate of box scores in there and a uh, complete roundup of, of Saturday's actions because they're all afternoon games, and that was helpful on, on our end. But uh, it was good to get back in the swing of things, and, and we'll have more in, in Tuesday's paper. Colin Likas has taken a seat in Scott Ritchie's usual spot. Colin, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you guys? We're doing <laughs> well, good. I know I'm at this, really, but <laughs> it's just right next to me. <laughs> uh a lot of news yet to come, we think, from uh, the IHSA. What do you anticipate uh, might happen this week? There's going to be ha- there's going to have to be something coming soon because right. fall sports are supposed to start on August 10th. So, uh, kind of have to make a decision sooner rather than later. 
But the latest is that the IHSA Board of Directors is supposed to meet on Wednesday. The assumption would be that they are going to discuss and probably make a final decision on the fate of at least fall sports for the 2020-21 school year. Uh, IHSA officials met with officials from the Illinois Department of Public Health and the Illinois State Board of Education last Friday to talk about that. We were wondering if something might come out of that, but nothing really did, at least not publicly. Um, the IESA, which oversees junior high sports, wound up canceling almost all their fall sports on Friday instead. So that gave us plenty to, to talk about instead. Uh, I mean, if, if I had to speculate, I don't know if the IHSA is going to go the same way as the IESA does. But the fact that the IESA just canceled a bunch of its sports certainly uh, would make you think we're in for some sort of change with high school sports here soon. Well, it's going to be interesting, too, because like I alluded earlier uh, today, uh, Division Two schools, uh, the Great Lakes Valley Conference, which has the University of Illinois Springfield, uh, they postponed uh, a slate of their fall sports, not all of them. Uh, but football and men's soccer, women's soccer, volleyball were all postponed. Uh, and a lot of Division three schools, especially in the state of Illinois, were affected by decisions today uh, made by various presidents in their respective conferences that pretty much postponed fall sports until the spring. Uh, so it, it, just from an optics standpoint, seeing colleges make these moves, if the IHSA pro goes ahead and with a fall sports season is planned, they're going to get some blowback with that. They're going to get blowback no matter what decision. They uh, make. Yes, correct. Uh, but it's just going to be very interesting if they do proceed because we're a month away from the start of high school football season. And technically, you know, girls and boys golf is, is always the first sports on the high school level to get going. And those should start in about two and a half weeks if they want to follow the, the calendar to a T. And I just don't feel very confident in, in that happening on in a scheduled start date right now. Would the IHSA, is it all or nothing with them <laughs> uh, as we, far as sports go? Depends on the hour and the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We've tried to get that out, and, you know, you you listen to Craig Anderson. He's done a number of interviews with different outlets, and he's he hasn't really said yes or no either way. He's kind of made it sound like we're open to anything, and, and that means anything. I, I think they're... They're probably not as open to just doing everything as scheduled as they might have been, say, a month or two ago or something like that. But, I mean, they're, everything is on the table from what I can tell. They are considering, you know, going on a schedule. They're considering pushing fall sports back. They're considering pushing some fall sports back and leaving others alone. I mean, it's it, there's so many different options on the table. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, y y it, it's just hard to tell whether – they would consider putting some sports in and allowing other, or putting some sports out and allowing others to play because those colleges that Matt was talking about earlier, those D2 and D3 schools, I mean, I, I wrote a story about five of those college conferences and all five of them had something different to say. Some of them are letting golf, cross-country, and tennis happen as scheduled. Others said, nope, you're not doing anything until December 31st. And I talked with a cross-country runner and a golfer earlier today who used to be uh, in our coverage area, people from Tuscola and Gibson City, respectively. And they said, you know, it's we, we don't quite, I mean, we understand health and safety, but we don't quite get it. Our sports, you know, we're socially distanced. We're not running into each other. We're not tackling each other. We're not falling all over each other. So why can't we go? And it's some, some people have said, yeah, we get that. And other people are saying, well, if you don't get to do it, then nobody gets to do it. Across country, you're, you're running away from each other. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> try, the, trying to. Anyway. At the start line, everybody's together. And at the finish shoot, some people are together. But other than that, I mean, I ran in high school. So, yeah, I can contest that you can just run by yourself all day. And right. nobody will ever know. But 
you know, some people are just not going to get off that bubble of uh, either we all do it or we don't do it as a health and safety matter. And I get it, but it, I mean, I, I certainly also understand the frustrations of kids who know they go out in the golf course and they're swinging by themselves and it's super unlikely they're going to either contract or give someone COVID-19 as a result. And you can understand their frustration as well. Well, what's interesting too is if you think back to the spring when uh, high school sports were delayed, you know, at the end of they, they canceled the boys basketball state tournaments and uh, ultimately spring sports like baseball, softball, girls mm-hmm. soccer and others in our area never got off the ground other yep. than in a few weeks of practice. But at that time, there was... I would say universal praise for the HSA, but there was a steady majority uh, of praise in, in regards to them holding off on making a decision uh, yes. revolving spring sports because they they canceled spring sports later than almost uh, allow almost all they the neighboring states the and, and yes. all the other states in, in the country. And, and now we sit here three months later, and it's okay. I just say make a decision. <laughs> Don't be patient. Don't see it play <laughs> out. So it's just it's an interesting dichotomy to see all of that unfold and, and evolve as as we've you know come to grips with our, our new life amid the the COVID-19 pandemic yeah and what's not helping that matter is the fact that travel ball teams and yes. the like have resumed play some in some states since the beginning of June I mean this has been going on for almost two months in states like Indiana uh, I know Illinois uh, was about a month behind on that but uh, if you read the story I wrote for Saturday's News Gazette about the IESA postponing or canceling I should say most of its fall sports Steve Ensley, IESA uh, executive director. It's the first time I'd ever talked to him, oh, besides just brief email conversations, and I had a great interview with him where he was very candid about a lot of topics. And uh, Travel Ball was one of those. And he, he said, listen, Travel Ball, I mean, they're supposed to be abiding by stuff. And uh, they, regardless of whether they do or not, they are not going to have to worry about these state organizations overseeing every little thing they do, just like, high schools are and like the IESA and the IHSA are and that's the big difference there and people see they just see kids playing and they say if those kids can play then those kids can play and I mean on the most base level yes that makes sense but you can absolutely understand the IESA and IHSA saying we have these people from up high who directly say you can do this or you can't do this and they're gonna have to listen to that they can't just say no screw you we're gonna go do our own thing I mean that's that's how you – I don't know what happens if they do that, but I'm guessing it's not good. Um, somebody's getting fired. <laughs> do either one of you guys feel that the IHSA would just as soon have somebody tell them what yeah, to do, like I, the, I, at this point, Department yeah. of Health or whatever? I think so uh, because uh, essentially they, they came out almost two weeks ago and, and said they were deferring all decisions, mm-hmm. and that came out a, a day after a lawsuit was filed uh, against the IHSA. Uh, over its use of, of masks that they put out in, in those guidelines earlier this month. And that's the frustrating thing, too. And, and Colin kind of addresses it in a story in Tuesday's paper. I uh, talked to Tuscola football coach Andy Romine, who they put their program. They stopped all summer activities after uh, no player directly tested positive for COVID-19, but they uh, had a player or two who had come into contact with someone who had COVID-19, so they let uh, Andy Romine know the coach and then he let the administration know it to Skull and then that got the ball rolling there but um, the fact is is just there's no clear cut decisions being made and you're not really sure who's making that decisions I mean like Colin mentioned earlier last Friday the IHSA had a meeting with the State Board of Education the Department of Public Health and that was more to see guidance but then there's conflicting 
using that because the ISBE <laughs> came out last Thursday and said, well, we have no oversight on the IHSA. Well, it's like, okay, well, who has oversight on the <laughs> IHSA then? And it, it's all just... No one wants to be the bad guy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that's another point, too. No one wants to get all the blame and yell at. Mm-hmm. But I think in, in times of crisis, you need someone to just step up and emerge as that leader. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's what high school uh, athletes and coaches and parents and fans are really looking for right now in the state of Illinois. Colin, is that what you're finding in your, mm-hmm. your talks with not only students but yeah. but coaches? Just somebody tell us yep. which way we're going. Uh, all coaches want to coach. All players want to play. Mm-hmm. Yep. But there's a safety factor here. But uh, I, I think the way it sounds yep. – they just want an answer. Yeah, that's what you want more than anything. And you see all these high school organizations around the country that have made some sort of decision dating back weeks and, in some cases, months before the IHSA did anything. And it was kind of viewed as okay when they di- they couldn't or didn't come up with anything back when deciding if spring sports should be canceled because everybody was, at that time, COVID was so fresh, everybody was like, oh, well, no, just hold off as long as you possibly can, and we'll be happy with that. Now it's like, okay, can somebody please do something? Because literally everybody else has done something at least, and we're just kind of sitting here on our hands waiting. And, yeah, coaches and players just want direction because, you know, you're they're, they're out there on the football field, in the gym, what have you, preparing for a season that they have to assume is happening because if it does happen and they're not prepared – then what's the point? I mean, you're just going out there not conditioned or whatever. I mean, if the IHSA suddenly decides on Wednesday or Thursday, uh, we're going full steam ahead. Uh, And some kids were like, oh, man, well, I didn't think we were going to play at all, so I didn't go to practice for two months. I mean, everybody has been getting ready as if this is going to happen, even though I think majority of people don't think this is going to happen as scheduled. So they just want answers. They want to know so they can get their, their minds right and get focused for winter or spring or whenever this is going to happen if it doesn't happen in the fall. Got the phone lines open. Bob Osmussen is on one of the lines. We'll get to you in a minute, Bob, but let's go to uh, Drew. You're on the air with us. Go ahead, Drew. Hey, thanks for taking the call. Um, You know, this is such a a difficult part. As you guys pointed out, uh, no one wants to take a risk, but, you know, there's there's not going to be any rewards. And to, to tell a high school athlete or now a whole group, um, the frustration as we wait and wait and wait, we don't take any action. And then, as you stated, someone's not prepared, and now we're injured. So then what happens by default is now we're just not going to have high school sports. And even if someone does say, okay, let's go, who's going to truly be prepared? And then, you know, how many lawsuits and all that, just the craziness. So my frustration is is that no one takes an active role in the beginning, no leadership whatsoever. That all will get uh, defaulted all the way to the top of the state of Illinois. And it's pretty obvious that the guy who runs the state of Illinois doesn't want anything open. And so, you know, I, I just feel pain for all those high school athletes, you know, and all the different sports. And it doesn't matter if it's running, jumping, whatever, you know, there it's, you know, how do you tell a kid who's 16, 17, put your life on hold for a year? You know, um, just, you know, all I have to say is, you know, we need better leadership in the state at the very top to be able to push down so we don't lose years upon years. Because who says in spring it's going to be any better? You know, so we just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. It's just, it's frustrating. But, you know, I feel bad for all the kids. I'm sorry. I'm just ranting and raving on the way home. <laughs> Not a problem, You're Drew. You're No, thanks for the thanks for the call, Drew. Mm-hmm. Yep, and uh, yeah, frustration with leadership is certainly evident. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, there's there's plenty of thoughts I could share that I'm not going to. But I mean, it's just uh, yeah, there, there's questions, and we're gonna get answers soon, at least one answer, and then we can move on to wondering what the next question is and waiting for the next answer about winter sports and and so on and so forth. Bob, your thoughts real quick on this. <laughs> It is 5.35. This is Monday Night Sports Talk on WDWS Champaign-Urbana. I'm Steve Kelly along with News Gazette Sports Editor Matt Daniels. Bob Osmussen is on the phone. Scott Ritchie, a regular member of this uh, broadcast, is on vacation this week. So there you're up to date on all the folks. And we welcome uh, Illinois volleyball coach Chris Thomas to the program. Chris, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm just uh, mentally picturing that we're at the Esquire right now, snacking off some peanuts. So. <laughs> That'd be kind of fun, wouldn't it? Uh, hopefully we're doing that again one of these days. But uh, exactly. tell us how, how you and uh, your gals are getting along, your program's getting along at this particular point in time. Yeah, at this point, uh, everyone's in good spirits, and they know, you know it's, uh, we just got to wait for the call of whether we're going or not. But uh, they've been back now for, I guess, it's been about three four weeks. Um, a lot of it's been strength and conditioning training. And then uh, last week we received protocol to start playing with the ball. So they've been playing open gym. Uh, normally we're not uh, allowed to have contact with them during the summers. Uh, usually this is camp season for us. And uh, they're used to doing their kind of captain's practices on their own. So they've been doing that. And uh, the reports that I've gotten, they said they've been doing good. So uh, they're happy to be back. And uh, hopefully we'll get, a, we'll get a call here shortly that we get to have season. Are you hearing anything at all about that? What what it might look like uh, when it does come? Uh, I really haven't. Um, you know, I think I've heard just about every scenario <laughs> out there, and uh, you know, I, I think there it came to a point about halfway through this whole thing where it's like we're we're just kind of spinning our wheels, you know, trying to think of everything out there. And um, I know it's just more along the lines of just waiting to make sure we can do this uh, from a health and safety standpoint. So once that gets figured out. Uh, and they give us the call, I know we're going to figure out the best scheduling process uh, possible that, that we can do for the, for the conference. Chris, what was your reaction like when uh, a couple weeks ago the Big Ten made its decision and its announcement to, to have only conference uh, events at all? Obviously that affects uh, what you guys like to do in the non-conference part of the schedule, and as we've talked about numerous times on the show, arguably the Big Ten is the best volleyball conference in the country. Sure, yeah, you know, I it is what it is at this point. And, uh, you know, I wasn't surprised that they made that call <clears throat> just because I know the big 10 and it's, uh, all the, all the, uh, teams in the conference have somewhat similar protocol for testing and whatnot. And I know they can control travel a little bit more that way. And, uh, you know, if you think about pre-conference, you know, we're going to, let's say Wisconsin or, or I think we're supposed to go to Colorado this year and you've mm-hmm. got teams flying in from three different States uh, on commercial flights, and you you know once you kind of looked at all that, you know it kind of made sense that they made the call uh, the way they did, and so kind of operating in a you know semi bubble, if you will, and uh, you know we're yeah it's a tough conference, but that's what we're used to, and uh, you know you like to have that pre conference for warm up games and whatnot, uh, and some good competition there too, and not, not that any of our pre conference opponents were. Uh, you know, any Joe Schmo, we were there. It was a good pre-conference, but uh, you know, we'll just have to jump in to play when we're supposed to. We'll just go from there. Go ahead, Bob. Hey, coach. Oh, hey, coach. This is Bob. Hey, Bob. Um, last week, I, last week, I had a genius idea to have you play a match or two outside because obviously your fans are great, great fans. 
they want to come see you play. Obviously, they can't do that right now inside. Would you like the idea of an outdoor base, maybe the city, a stadium or a, a Illinois field or Huckleberg field, wherever you want to play? Would that be feasible? And would you like welcome to the idea? That that sounds like Field of Dream stuff right there, Bob. <laughs> that's what I thought. Uh, I thought it was genius. That's actually, that's actually happened uh, a couple of times. Italy used to play in Rome at the Coliseum. I think they played at the Coliseum one year, and I think they played in another outdoor venue another year. Uh, for a World League match, and, and uh, you can actually go on YouTube and, and check it out. But, uh, yeah, the the concept of it, I think, is great, but I think the feasibility and, and the logistics of trying to put a volleyball court in the middle of Memorial Stadium might be a little bit tough. You know, it's got to be flat flat ground. we got to get poles in there. Uh, so there would be a whole, whole other, uh, you know, chunk of change that would come through trying to set up in there. So I like the idea, but I, I think for now uh, the, the plan that if we get to have the season is, is good. So I'm not a genius. No, 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 you're not. <laughs> no, you are. I think it's. I think it's a great idea. <laughs> okay, thank you. I appreciate that. We'll take a vote on that, Bob, on the genius part. Chris Thomas with us another yeah. few uh, minutes. Chris, does it make any sense to try to bring maybe four volleyball teams to one site over the course of the weekend and and knock out some matches that way within the conference? Yeah, I think you know a lot of the weight for us, or at least the what's been holding us back from maybe doing a couple of these decisions, is just that try to figure out what's best maybe medically. Is it best to bring in four teams to one site and try to control travel, or is it best to say maybe one team comes here, we'll play two matches back to back against the same team? Um, so that's that's kind of what we're looking at. Um, and we've talked again. We've talked about every scenario out there, but you know the NCAA level, they've been talking about bringing in more teams. Uh, if a fall championship happens, bringing more teams to one side as well. So, uh, you know, maybe teams didn't have to travel quite as far, and uh, have a have a model that looked a little bit, uh, yeah, more like you just mentioned, uh, with more teams in, in the tournament. So it's definitely been done. It's what we would have been doing anyways if a preseason would have happened. So I can definitely see that as as a viable model if medically that made sense. Chris, if you are able to have a season, what will it be like playing without any fans? Um, you know, obviously we'd, we'd want to have them, that's for sure. I think that's one of the big, uh, you know, factors that we have that, that uh, just the home court advantage, you know, the huff heat with everyone just kind of on top of you. Uh, definitely not a great environment for a virus, you know, or mm-hmm. probably a great environment for a virus. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> I, I totally understand the the decision, but uh, we of course would would want to have our uh, our fans there, and yeah, it'll be it'll be a little bit weird. But uh, again, I think at this point we'll take a season, however way we can get it. How much, if any? I know you mentioned earlier uh, the athletes have been back on campus for about a month, and they've been doing a lot of strength and conditioning. But how much have you and your staff actually been able to see the girls in person and get the chance to talk to them? You know, face to face, six feet away, socially distance, everything like that at all. Yeah, we we have no contact, so okay. usually we have camps. Yeah, usually we have camps, and if we had camps, we'd be working with them right now yeah. uh, at, at the camp. Uh, but other than that, I, I think I've seen uh, one or two kind of around town, but uh, <laughs> most of it's just been through phone calls and and uh, zooming, how how frustrating how fr- how frustrating how weird is that for you to not get the chance especially in this pandemic that we've been living in for almost four and a half months to not really get the chance to just ask you know mike allison hey how are you doing yeah yeah again we do that over over mm-hmm, phone calls exactly we can. um 
you know, I think the frustrating part for us is, is that we did lose out on a spring and, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, that's our, that's our big time to kind of develop uh, players. And, uh, you know, I've, we, I say that, but I also feel, you know, very bad for the teams that lost out on their whole season. So, you know, you just got to look at perspective there. Uh, but, uh, you know, for us, we, we would like to have, we try to get more time uh, because we did lose this spring, but just when you look at logistics of it all, it was too tough to kind of pull together. And, and, uh, it was, it was tough for teams around the country to, to kind of get going, uh, with testing and, and whatnot. So we would like to have more contact with them for sure. Uh, we always like being around our kids. I think they're, they're great players, great people. Uh, and we miss them. Yeah. We miss working with them for sure, but uh, we still check in. We still we still zoom together. Mm-hmm. You know, we done some quiz nights and stuff like that. <laughs> uh, so we we still try to try to uh, be good with them. So, Chris, what has this period been like from a recruiting standpoint for you and your staff? Um, it's been interesting to say the least. You know, a lot of it's been uh, waiting to see what ends up happening with uh, the rules. And right now, the rules are all dead dead mm-hmm. periods, and it's going to seemingly be put out that way. So it just made us become a little bit more creative about. Uh, how we how we recruit during this time. Um, we've we gotten a chance to look at the people that we need to, and this would be the t- 2022 class that would be incoming juniors in high school. And uh, so it's been a lot of conversation. Uh, we've been putting together kind of a virtual visit, so to speak, and uh, we had fun doing that. So uh, you know, we're just get we're just waiting for word to see if the dead period extends, which we think it will. Uh, and if that does, then we're ready to go with some virtual visits and, and hopefully uh, get some kids to start committing here. That's a lot of volleyball coach Chris Thomas. We appreciate your time, and you're kind of in the same boat we all are. We're just kind of hanging in there trying to see what's next. But we appreciate your time yeah. uh, talking yeah. with us. Yeah, appreciate you having me on. You bet. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Coach. You bet. Chris Thomas with us at 545. John has been hanging on for a while. you still with us, John? Oh, yeah, I'm still here. Go ahead. I wanted to ask about the uh, schedule in that uh, if the Big Ten has made the decision about 10 games, is that going to parallel with uh, the 12-game schedule? Was uh, You had to have six wins in order to have bold eligibility. So is that going to parallel to five wins for bold eligibility with the 10-game schedule? I've never seen that formally announced. Yeah, it's five games. Is Steve, it? It's five games. Okay. Five games. Yeah, the rule now is you have to be 500. So if you go to 6-6, six six, that gets you there. So it, there's 10-game season, 500 will do it. So you win five games, you're in the bowl, or you're bowl eligible. Now that's assuming there are bowls, right? I mean, I think the playoff games will be played, but I think the bowl games are really a question mark right now. A lot depends on what happens between now and, you know, December or January, what happens, you know, in terms of health. But I think, yeah, definitely five games gets you bowl. What if you only get five games in? <laughs> you better win well, then five. you need three. You better, you better be three and two then. Exactly. Yeah, that's a great question. That's a great question. But, yeah, I know for a 10-game schedule, which I think is why the Big Ten is thinking about it. If you play nine, you got to still win five. So might as well play ten, get your, give yourself a better chance when you're going to play each other all the time. I think I think ten makes a lot of sense. I think the Big Ten will do every do everything they can to get those games in. Anything else, John? Is, is, is there any is there any indication of what is going on with Rutgers? And if they have to, if they don't show up on October the third, is that considered a forfeit? Well, John, the question is whether or not the schedule will be the same. Which uh, 
I think uh, Steve's show, Stephen Warren's show, I think uh, who was t- telling you guys that they thought maybe the schedule would just start over. Big Ten just might say, okay, we're going to do a new 10 game for everybody, so it might not be Rutgers. Yeah, might be, maybe Rutgers would be more, uh, as Tom Deanhart said that. Well, I think it was that Howard Griffith, sense. actually. Howard Griffith, okay. Yeah. So I knew somebody on your show, I listened to your show, but somebody said that you gotta, you may have to rejigger the schedule, so you might have to play, Rutgers might play more Eastern-level teams, not worry as much about a team like Illinois. So, okay. Okay, thanks a lot, guys. Yeah, John, no thanks for the call. Need to take a break. We'll do that. Be back with more here on Monday Night Sports Talk. Feel free to join us. 356-9397 is the number. 750 Monday Night Sports Talk. Not 750. 550. We're not quite to 750. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> we get ready to pack it in for the night at 750. 550 going until 6 o'clock here on News Talk 1400 WDWS. Steve Kelly, along with Matt Daniels, Bob Osmussen, Scott Ritchie is on vacation. Colin Likas spent some time with us. So did Illinois volleyball coach Chris Thomas. And we have the phone line open for the next eight or ten minutes. If you want to jump in, 356-9397. The Cubs are scheduled to play baseball tonight, but they're in a weather delay over in Cincinnati. I was also hearing that a handful of Cincinnati players weren't feeling too good anyway. Yeah, I think uh, one of their infielders, Matt Davidson, uh, tested positive for it. And then, uh, you know, reports came out that Mike Moustakis uh, wasn't feeling so well either. And and that's just, um, unfortunately, that's kind of the new reality and and the new world that we live in is sports returning is going to yield some positive tests. Now, obviously, we don't want it to be as dramatic as, as what the Marlins have had, where I think they had, what, 11, 10 or 11 players test positive, and they essentially decided yesterday even though some players were positive with COVID-19 they were going to play the game <laughs> against the Phillies and I don't know it's just, it's just it's a it's a really weird weird world that we live in but I will say it was nice just to watch some baseball this week it was and there was you know they're trying they can't do the bu- uh, bubble kind of thing no. as we talked about in Major League Baseball although they're trying to do the best they can where the players are supposed to be mm-hmm. either at the stadium or at the hotel. Yeah, they're not supposed to go out to any restaurants. It or appears bars. that some of the Marlins decided to go ahead and go out. And that's, while they were in Philadelphia, that's the result. So no, that, not the Marlins. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they were in first place, weren't they? Did they win two out of three? Yeah. Bad news bears. No, that's you know the silly thing. If you told me before the season, somebody's going to mess up and not do the right thing, pick a team. How they pick them? Okay, and uh, we have a long history with the Marlins, but that was unfortunate. And maybe the problem in Cincinnati is the chili. Maybe that's it. No, it's, it's a, I, <laughs> no. Way to, way to go on a that's, stereotype there, Bob. That's part of the problem if you've ever had the skyline, skyline chili. chili. Yeah. Um, but it is raining awesome. over there. They're getting the rain that uh, passed through here earlier today. Same thing in Cleveland, where the okay. White Sox are supposed to be playing. The Cardinals have an early day off. You got to. 60 game schedule. They got two days off this week. Yeah, they, it's not an easy uh, sweat stretch right now for the, the Cardinals right now. They hit the road for about the next week and a half. They go up to Minnesota for two games, and, and the Twins are being touted as potential World Series favorites, and, and put the hurt on the White Sox and Boy, two, two of the three wins that they had this past weekend on on the South Side. So uh, it's not going to be easy for the Cardinals. So Bob, what were your thoughts? I know you watched a lot of baseball in the last three or four days. Your thoughts on what you saw and how it was presented to you. 
Well, normally, Steve, I'd watch one team, okay? But I found myself watching every team. I was flipping around. I had uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, Steve, I'd heard this. I had every, I watched the Cardinals a little bit, watched the Cubs a little bit. It was really good. It's obviously odd with no fans there, clearly. They're trying to do that, piping the sound in. That's kind of odd. I like the fake fans in the seats thing. Now, that's kind of cool. Um, a guy from the Braves had a, hit a, one of the players' dogs in the face. Not a real dog, but a picture of a dog. So that's kind of fun. Um, I saw Jennifer Jones last night doing the games for ESPN. That was fun. So I, I like Matt. I'm so happy to have sports back. When basketball starts this week, that's going to be another level. I have a feeling, I'm going to say this is something I'm not sure is right. I have a feeling the NBA will do it better than MLB is doing it, okay? I think the NBA is going to be really serious about this thing. Worried about this a little bit tomorrow. I think they're going to be very careful, and you're going to get you're going to have a problem if you need the compound, which apparently a player or two did. But they're going to be careful. I think the NBA is really – that's more of a test to be than baseball because baseball players are maybe not quite as uh, easy to adapt to the rules. I'll be, that. I'll be nice to say that. 5.55, need to take one final break. We'll do that and be back after this. Stay with us. Got about 90 seconds left of Monday Night Sports Talk. One thing I was looking at the baseball standings. There are 14 major league teams in first place. <laughs> that is uh, that is one oddity so far. Of they the are two and season. one. Yeah, it's interesting too, just because it's a sixty-game sprint, and we're already three games, three or four games into it for most teams, and you're starting to think of the playoff picture already. And, and especially this year with sixteen teams making the playoffs, it's going to make for quite the interesting October. And the, for the first time in sixty-six years, a team has not started three and zero. Interesting. In Major League Baseball. The more you know, and, and you found that out by listening to the show. Hopefully, so that's a great, great nugget there, Steve, to end on. I can't top that. So nobody could go 60 and 0. <laughs> I, 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 mentioned, I mentioned that fact to my wife yesterday after the Cardinals put forth a very putrid <laughs> offensive effort and looked like the 2019 Cardinals. For What are you guys working on this week? Oh, just waiting to see what the, the next shoe that drops <laughs> and <laughs> all the, the, the possibilities of fall sports. And uh, got plenty of coverage of that in, in Tuesday's news of that, and we'll continue that throughout the week. All right, Matthew, we'll talk to you next week. All right, sounds good, Steve. Thanks. That's Matt Daniels, sports editor of the News Gazette. Thanks to Bob Osmussen as well, Colin Likas, and Chris Thomas, the Illinois volleyball coach. Thanks to Ed Bond in the other room. And for all the aforementioned guys, I'm Steve Kelly. Have a good night, everybody, on WDWS Champaign-Urbana.